This episode of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast is brought to you by Galveston Island Brewing. Visit Galveston Island Brewing at their taproom on Galveston Island or online at www.galvestonislandbrewing.com. Grab yourself a cold beer and get ready to enjoy the official beer podcast of the state of Texas. Welcome to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast, dedicated to all the great things about Texas craft beer. And I am your host, Leo Longoria. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. We've made it to episode 20, which is, it's a miracle to me that we've made it this far. I remember 10 episodes ago when we announced that we were an officially above average podcast because the average podcast only lasts nine episodes. So, man, I, I guess we're doing something right. You, y'all haven't kicked us off the air, and we're still going at episode 20. I'm really excited today because we made a little road trip out to Pearland, Texas, and we're joined by our friends Val and Brian, head brewer and brewer at Valensons. Right. Did I get that correct? You did. Yeah. Valensons Brewing Company. No, I appreciate it. Valensons Brewing Company has been making some great beers for... Three years, four years? 2017, so we're going on uh, four years. Four years now. And you guys just celebrated four years, yes. right? Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend. And I, unfortunately, did not make it out here for that. And I've been kicking myself for a long time for not coming out to check out the brewery and to drink the fabulous beers. And a f- couple of weeks ago, I had an event uh, for Galveston Island in the area on a Friday night. And I said, well, I've got a little bit of time. And it was just down the street and stopped by and luckily Val was here, got to try some amazing beers in and that's that's when we when we booked the show. Yeah. So thanks again for having us out today. Thank you guys for On coming out. On a Tuesday out. you opened up the tap room for us. Yeah. We're here enjoying some already a phenomenal beer that I've never had before. This is a to our Pilsner. And it's what's the name of it? It's called Vilsner. It's Vilsner. based off of Val, yeah. <laughs> Do you find it easy to incorporate your name into a lot of your beers? I try to, but it's not not easy at times. But sometimes I just call it the style because it, it's hard to come up with the names. You know, yeah. it's, I think if I had more time, you know, if like when I was traveling, you'd be able to sit down on an airplane and you got three, four hours, you can actually jot down names. But yeah, it's to me, I, I, I just don't spend a lot of time doing that. It's something I, I need to do more of, especially now, you know, with canning and stuff like that canning yeah yeah so you have like a like a canning line we or? are we actually just purchased one so really? uh yeah we're hoping um it's it's in production and it's um you know be ready in about eight weeks so Ooh, that's exciting yeah man. we're really excited about that it's gonna be a put us on a we've been doing a lot of crowler stuff yeah but we're ready to you know get to the next level and start doing some canning and 16 ounce cans, 12 ounce cans. We're gonna do 16s yep. to start out with everything, you know, directly from the tap room. Initially, we're not gonna do any distribution yet. Right. But um, you know, we just definitely want to see how that goes. You know, we're trying to. I, I I tell Lori that we're trying to do baby steps. You know, get the tap room open and then jumping in with that. So we'll, we're we're real excited because it's a whole other um, other paradigm when you start really getting into the canning game. It's exciting and, yeah. and nerve-wracking at the same it time. It is. It is very. It is very. But if you, I think, and that's one thing, you know, what's, what's great about Brian is, you know, you have the, 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 technica, the technical guys that understand it, you know, and, you know, understanding carbon dioxide and canning and, you know, oxygen and oxidation and all the stuff that you have to focus on, you know, how you use on this and make sure your CO2 is right. And, you know, bringing him on board has been a, been a blessing. We're real blessed to have him on board. And Brian, so where, how long have you been here? Uh, what, two months now. Huh? Mm-hmm. Two months. Oh, yeah, right. two so months. Very recent then. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and where did you come from? What, what, what kind of brewing experience did you have before? I, I came from Buffalo Bayou. Buffalo Bayou? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think I remember asking you that the other day when I stopped by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Great and asset for us. Definitely. Definitely. I, there's a lot of people that come from Buff and, and go on and... You yep. know, and help other breweries out. I think that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, back to the canning thing. So, what brands are you guys launching with, or just everything? Well, we're definitely going to um, continue doing our um, our Settlers Oatmeal Stout. Um, okay. That's one. We'll definitely keep that going. Uh, we have a couple that we're we we, we don't want to say it yet. We're kicking them around right now, but um, it's some that the community is going to be really excited about. Yeah. And to see 16 ounce cans of this, you know. 
it's it's going to be fun. I wouldn't mind seeing 16 ounce cans of this this Vilsner. Yeah, this I know. Is, like I mean, like I said before the show, this is a crusher. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, like when I drink a Pilsner and you start tilting it back and you realize. I better stop because if I don't, I'm gonna just finish the whole thing. Right, that's <laughs> a good like problem. A, we like those problems. Problem. Yeah, yeah, I love that kind of beer. So Val, give me give me a little bit of like backstory because I don't know if I've ever heard or had anybody ask you about like how did you get into brewing? Yeah, like home brewer, production brewer, like yeah. where did it start? So I've been I've been brewing for roughly around 25 years. Oh. Um, I started. Um, when I got out of the military or when I was, you know, roughly understanding, you know, about craft beer back in the late nineties, uh, I was in the air force. Um, when I was in the air force, I traveled, um, to, you know, some really, really cool countries and some really shitty countries, but during the good ones, um, you know, they had some really good beers in the UK yeah. and Europe and England and Germany. And, uh, while I was out, you know, there was, you know, there were certain beers that I was, I just fell in love with and, and when I came back stateside you know I tried to find those beers and this is you know in the late 90s where you know you had like craft wasn't really a big thing you know people didn't really have craft beer you know it was like you had a couple breweries out there and they claimed that they made craft but it wasn't really craft beer it was you know it, it nothing that satisfied what I was looking for okay so I really started um, you know understand and try to learn you know water chemistry for the regions of the world that I was at. And that's what really, uh, you know, made me start, you know, learning about you know, the importance of water and, you know, what's the, what's, the, what's the big things you need to focus on to make good beer and, and, and how can you replicate those beer styles for that region of the country. So I started looking at, um, you know, the, the local water chemistry for those parts of the world that I was at. Yeah. And I was able to get my hands on it. This is like, you know, early in the stages of the internet I mean, this is, you know, back in the early yeah, 90s. Yeah, 25, or 90s. 30 years ago, yeah. You know, it's a long time ago. You know, and, and finally you get a little thing that's saying, hey, here's, here's the hardness of the water. Here's what it, you know, what the, what the, what the sulfates and calcium ratios, and this is what this should be at. Right. And, and I started really playing with it, and I started, and the first beer, ironically, the first beer I made as a home brewer was my oatmeal stout, because I'm a big stout guy. I'm a porter and stouts are, are my my go-to that's my jam um i love to make them they're complicated beers and you know i have a lot of fun fun doing them and um when i started really getting into the details about what those what those were then then i started branching out to other areas that i went to and then you know when i was in the air force i was stationed in northern california and based a couple of beers like our west coast ipa is based off of the water chemistry of sacramento california you know our New England IPA is based off of New York, where I'm originally from. Okay. So it's based off of the water chemistry out there, and so, so all my all our water profiles are, are all over the map, you know. So we're starting, everything we do is we just Brian and I just got our our uh, new RO system online, you know, and it's, you know, we're really focusing on very low, you know, total dissolved solids, and making really good water before you know, we'll spend a day making water before we even get to making beer. And, it, and it's important. I think it's probably the most important piece. And then once you get that going, then you make the beer, and then it's a, and it's you know it's a whole other animal. And the beers, you know, and, and it's and it's obvious, you know, those, yeah. you know, and that's something that we just went from there. So, so fast forwarding from when I was in the military, you know, making beer and and getting out here, you know, Lori and I, I was. You know, I wanted to open a brewery when I first, as soon as I started making making beer and my friends were like, dude, you make some good beer. I was like, okay, it's time. I want to always open a brewery. And Lori's like, no way in hell we're open a brewery. <laughs> you know, there's no way we're going to do this. And I was like, oh, there's tons of warehouses all around here and we can make it close to the house. And I tried everything to, to try to do that. And she's like, nope, we're not doing anything until we figure out how to do this right. So we, you know, purchased property and worked our way up. And you know, that's, that, was a, that was a big, smart decision for us, you know, to get to where we're at today, you know. And, and you know, four years later, where you're, you know, you're starting out with a, you know, 500-square-foot brew house on a three-barrel system, and now, you know, we're pushing out, you know, 10, 10 barrels and a th- running a three-barrel pile at the same time if we want to and f- 
filling tanks and, and selling a shitload of beer, and it's it's really cool. It's, I'm, it's very rewarding. I want to go back to, to Lori and, and mentioning that a woman's intuition, you yeah. should definitely listen to it, right? Yeah, because it, it, well, if it was up to me, we'd, we'd probably be out of business because I would have rented everything and leased everything I could, so we didn't do none of that. That's smart, to, to own to own the land. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, Man, that's unheard of. A lot of people don't do that, man. They, yeah. just, they just dive right in and don't even think about long yeah. term. So that's good. That's awesome, man. It's very scary, especially now, you know, like we did this and this new tap room we're in. It's like, holy shit, what do we do? Man, that Friday when I came in here, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even 5 o'clock, man. You were jam-packed. Yeah, it's it crazy. We're blessed. You, we are. You're making great beer. Thank you, I brother. I mean, I think that's... That's the main thing. Not only do you make great beer, but you also make you're also a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are. We we have a lot of fun. I that. just and I think and I think that's that's the most important piece. You know, I, I think you know being visible. Yeah. You know, and, and being here, and, and there's times you know that we're not here. Like last weekend killed me not being here. You know, it's first weekend I haven't been here in, in two years. Mm. But you know, it's it's it shit happens, and you got to take off a little bit, but. You know, now it's, you know, when, when you, people like to see that face. And I, and I think that's a big part of our business. Model. Oh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And you're so, I mean, again, just super nice guy, very charismatic. Yeah. You're fun to be around. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw you when you came in that day on Friday. Like, every, you're, you're shaking everybody's hand. Everybody's like, hey, Val. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, you're like a celebrity. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just do what we do, man. Yeah. We love what we're doing. Well, listen, we're going we're gonna to take a, a real quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to try another beer, and we'll be back with more Val and Brian. Balance is brewing. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have you visited Galveston Island Brewing? Take a trip to the island and experience the laid-back atmosphere and award-winning craft beer like Tiki Wheat, Citramello IPA, and Hefene Hefeweizen. Enjoy the cozy tap room or the island-style beer garden and patio with plenty of shade and a playground for the kids. Be sure to check out the online calendar for live music and food truck schedules and come by on Saturday for the free weekly brewery tour at 1 p.m. So gather your friends and join Galveston Island Brewing for some fun in the sun. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We're back here at Valenson's with Val and Brian at Valenson's Brewing Company and we have two two beers in front of us and I only really wanted to do one for this segment but Val mentioned a new sour that they just put on it's a mango pineapple sour and I just sipped it twice and it's amazing um yeah I'm, I'm blown away this, and you said the pH was what two eight Two eight. Yeah, it's very definitely Ooh. get you the pucker. I mean, good there. That initial sip, I was like, whoa! It just I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So, is there a name for this one? No. Is this is get back to the name game? This is a uh, our mango pineapple sour. Mango pineapple sour. I think it's very very original. <laughs> it is. I, somebody else might have called it manpo or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. It's something that's. <laughs> what do we even put on the board? Yeah, Lynn's ma- shaking her head mango right sour. <laughs> yeah, mango sour. That's what we're calling. It. Oh, mango sour. Yeah, but it's you, mango with pineapple as well. Yeah, and the pineapple is not as prominent as the mango is. Correct. But it's definitely there. Yeah. It's definitely there. It was more of a, to us, it was more of like a back sweetener. I think. Yeah, it, no? it took second fiddle. Definitely, uh, the pineapple did. Yeah, it gives you that, you know, the mango, the mango is dominant, definitely. But I think that if we would have did equal parts on the pineapple as well, it would have been too much. And that was a, you know, that was a good decision to go ahead and pull back on the pineapple and see how it came out. And it was, you know, this is the first time, yeah. you know, using um, uh, Fierce Fruit, by the way. I'm going to give them a plug. These Fierce guys fruit. are in Houston. Yeah. Um, killer. They're, they're doing a re- really good job. Has some really cool stuff. So um, some really good good products, and, and uh, we're looking forward to work with them, you know, with a lot of other stuff in the future. 
you mentioned Equal Parts. I know you didn't mm-hmm. mean to plug the brewery per se, but they make a similar product. Yeah. Their Exotica series, where they, uh, it's a tiki inspired uh, Berliner, and they add different kinds yeah. of fruits and. Um, yeah. I, I tell you one thing, man. Matt and the, Matt and the team over at Equal Parts, man, they're kicking ass. You know, I love those guys. They they do uh, they do a lot of good stuff. Good, really good quality beers. Anytime that we can get away from the brew house, even if it's coming for a beer, if it's pouring rain, you know, Laura and I will go and bounce over there and have a couple of beers, sit outside, you know, just get away. And it's always, they're just killing it. And I, and I love to see that. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to, to the new taproom? I have not, but I'm, it's on my very, very, you know, soon agenda. Yeah. Me and Brian and the rest of the team, we're going to go over there and check it out and hang out with them for a little while, definitely. Yeah, and they are making fantastic beers, and that tap room is really, really nice. Basically, I mean, it's just double the size of what they used to have. And, I love it. Yeah, yeah. They deserve yeah, it. They absolutely. They're a killer product, man. Absolutely. I remember the first time I, I stopped by that brewery, and Matt was running the draft lines for his for his bar, mm-hmm. and they were running from underneath the bar. It's like, man, how are you doing that? <laughs> it's all like concrete. Ass. Yeah, they busted their ass. Yeah. They built that, the, just like you guys, man, you built yeah. that brewery from from the ground up yeah. man like just yeah 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 so fantastic sour man like yeah i'm gonna come back for this one yeah that's fine <laughs> i mean we, this we, we have a bunch more coming in the pipeline so so it'll be like a is, series this is the first of you really call it a series yet yep. but i think it may turn into one because i know brian's got a lot of really good he's got a lot of really cool ideas yeah on the different fruits and and the mixtures and stuff and we're starting to really play with those details so i'm really excited to see how some of those come to fruition too. Brian, can you share what we may be looking forward to? Um, Man. (laughs) Well, I don't think we really nailed down completely 100% what we're going to do. You know, we always come up with stuff every day. I'm always hitting them up with stuff. Hey, how about we do this? How about we do this? Eh, it could work. Yeah, maybe. You know, so... You know, it's just experimentation. You know. when, when when do you know the moment when it's like, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and it's like, what oh, what what's that process like? You just arrive at that, it's like, all right, let's just do that one. Oh, between him and I. Yeah. Oh, it's sometimes he's he throws some stuff, and I'm like, nah, yeah, well, let's talk about that. Yeah, that sounds cool. And next thing you know, it's like, okay, next thing you know, we're ordering fruit. <laughs> I mean, it's like, hey, bro, what'd you do? I was like, I ordered it. He's like, oh shit, really? Oh. Yeah. Like, damn, we, we are. That was real. Yeah, we doing this. We doing this for real. All right. No, but that's a cool thing. That's that's important is being able to have that second, you know, that that other mindset there to provide you guidance. You know, there's a lot of really cool stuff out there. Some of these exotic fruits out there, which we haven't even scratched the surface on here at Balancings. No. I mean, we're about oh, to. Wow. We're about to really. Yeah, it's it's about to get really crazy with some really unique stuff. You know, we do our Montmorency cherry. Um, you know, the, the, our Berliner called Pink, you know, it's a Montmorency Cherry and Mahalab. It's a, you know, it's a really good, really good Berliner-wise, and people go crazy over that. Our very uh, raspberry sour, people go stupid over that. Tangerine during Chinese New Year's, we do that. You know, the raspberry sour, um, <clears throat> I was able to try that a while back. Uh, Hugh... Our good friend Hugh, mm-hmm. I was I always feel like I'm mis- mispronouncing his last name. Is it Hate Height? Height. I, I think it's Height. It's H A I T. I just go by Hate by Hugh because it's the only <laughs> Hugh I know. I know Hugh two Hughes, and, and that's the one the beer Hugh. I know the him. beer Hugh. Yeah. So so Hugh is a uh, is a real estate agent here in town that loves beer and the kind of he's kind of known to be like the the, the real estate agent for craft beer people. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we were at Thistle Draft Shop a while back. And he had a bottle of that yep. and shared it with pretty much everybody at the bar. And I was like, man, this is outstanding. It was amazing. Um, did you have a cherry one, too, by any chance? That's the Montmorency cherry. That's the Montmorency cherry? Yeah, I when, think he had that one, too, and that yeah. was amazing as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah is, that, is that available today? It is not. Uh, we actually okay. we were just talking about that today. I'll be ordering the fruit tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, hopefully you get it next week. So it'll be ready in a few weeks. But that's you know our pink Berliner. We can't we can't keep that at all. It's 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 really good. I'm gonna be paying attention to when that comes Watch back. Watch social on. media for that one. Yeah, it's, yeah. When it comes in, it's it, people go crazy over it. But we're gonna do a we're gonna do a big batch of it. I say big batch. We're gonna probably do seven barrels of it. So and 
I know that's everyone <laughs>, laughs about that. They're like, damn, that's it. That's what are you talking about? A big batch. Big batch to me is seven barrels. Ten barrels is like scary, but we're doing them. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the the thing is like, even with with small batches, man, like, it's hard to mess something up, man. Like, yeah, you know, it is. It is hard. You have to be very careful. Like a lot of times, people ask me like. Like, you ever thought about opening a brew? And it's like, yeah, I have. I've home brewed. I'm not good at it. Yeah. That's why I, 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 I quit that dream early. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that was, those was five-gallon batches, right? Right. But when, you, when you're a home brewer and then you come up to commercial brewing, there's a huge learning curve. Oh, man, it's massive. Huge learning curve. And you have to be ready for that. Yeah, just go in systems. I mean, I went from a, from a home brewer to a three-barrel system to a pseudo ten-barrel, you know, and it's a... You know, brewing seven barrels or ten barrels, it's not, you know, it's a whole nother world, you know, yeah. and it's, and if you don't understand, you know, what's going to happen from your water, you know, your, your hop utilization, you know, what you're going to be able you, 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 there's so much that you can screw up really quick. And that's been a, that's been something I've been spending a lot of my time understanding and getting down in. And so far, we've been actually hitting all our stuff because you got to back up on hops. You got to back, you know, there's things you got to really focus on that you can really screw up quickly. Yeah. And, and those who love our beers, and, and I'll say, you know, the, the Haas, you know, that's one of our, our West Coast IPAs. You know, we brewed that for forever on a, on a, on a three barrel system, scaling that up to almost 10 barrels. Now, the guy who knows more about it than anybody is Joe Haas because we named it after him. And he even said right out the shoot out of the bright tank, I was like, dude, I need you to come over and try this out. And he's like, it is spot on. And, yeah. You know, so it's 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 tough and it's scary, but if you technically understand all the variables that you have to focus on, it shouldn't be a big problem. But and for those that aren't familiar with Joe Haas, do you mind just giving us a little? Joe is just yeah. a Joe's like like a brother from another mother. I've known joe and his family for many years he's uh, one of our lifetime members one of our regulars here he's been here since day one i've known joe and, and the family for many many years his son actually was uh, one of the guys that worked behind the tap room for many years before we our expansion we went to real estate mm -hmm. and um you know his his brother john is a good friend of mine at nasa so we've, we've known each other for for a long long time he does anything for us we need help hey we need to go do a a run to Austin to go pick up some bright tanks or fermenters, and he's he's the first one to jump on everything. So, yeah, they usually try to name our beers after those who really support us. Yeah, so. yeah, that's very cool. Going back to what you were saying earlier about about water chemistry, I feel that you know crap beer is fun, right? And hops are hops are sexy, all that's fantastic, right? But I think a lot of home brewers focus on the sexy stuff first without thinking about the base, the basic things like water. Because yeah. I've tasted a lot of home brews that taste like chlorine, yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah, they just they just use tap water and don't yeah. filter or or do anything to it. So they just it's all it's always get. I want to get to to hopping as fast as I can and make right. that. But then you have a shitty beer. I want a two hundred yeah. IBU beer. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's, yeah. and it's and it's funny because yeah. it, it's funny you say that because and I talk to homebrewers, I I get dozens of homebrew beers every weekend. A lot of people will bring beers and say, "Val, can you try this?" And I give them constructive criticism. I do, because yeah. I want that. I, I I've gotten a lot of constructive criticism over over the years that I've been brewing. When we first opened up in 2017, my beer sucked. I was making some shitty stuff. And it wasn't that I didn't know what I, what I was doing, it's just my water was off. And then I started really understanding, dialing and saying, okay, I really need to focus on here. And once I got that down, then everything started to change. And, and I took that, and I swallowed the pill and said, man, I, I ate the crap sandwich and say, okay, this sucks, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bounce back and, and change and, and take that feedback and do things differently. I, I gotta say, man, that takes a lot yeah. First, to admit that okay, what I'm doing is not correct, and I'm hearing feedback, and I need to fix it. I'll be the first one to say it. A lot of people stick their foot in the ground and say, "Nope, <clears throat> nope, this is spot on. I'm doing it right." Well, I tell you yeah. what, I'm the first to say it, and there's a lot of breweries around that don't listen, and their beer's not good. Yeah. 
and I'll be the first to say it. I've told him that, and uh, I don't mean don't mean to be a dick about it, but people need to listen because if they don't, they're going to be hating life in a couple of years, and they're like, "Damn, why I'm not selling any beer?" Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a, it's a wake up call that in this business as a brewmaster, you need to have a open mind and be able to take constructive criticism because you get it I get it every single day and it's not saying that you know everything I have on the line is bad you know little things that you have to you have to adapt to and react to and accept that because you know as a business owner you know you don't want to push somebody off and say hey yeah thanks whatever you know whatever and move on because right. that one little, little bit of feedback may be the thing that puts you in or out of business 10 years down the road yeah, you know and, and I and I mean that because I think, you know, this business is not easy. It's a lot easier than the restaurant business, you know, but the, the, the brewing industry, we love each other in this industry. We all want to make good quality products. We all want to support each other. I'll give the shirt off my back to any brewery in Houston for anything they need. And I believe that every single yeah. brewery that I've reached out to for help, they were doing the same thing for me. Yeah. So... But the only thing I could say is, you know, constructive criticism is important from your clients, your guests, because those are the ones that are here day in and day out supporting you, putting the dollar bills in your pockets. And, and it's, it's everything, not just from the beer, it's from I think the just staff the, you're working. Yeah, no, exactly. I was about to say that. I think it's just having the having gratitude for, for everything and everybody that's involved in the brewery from from the people that supply you with with the products that you that you use to make your beer to the people that work behind the bar, oh, it's important. Uh, the customers. If you yeah. don't have gratitude for every aspect of it, man, one of those one of those pieces is going to come back to bite you. You in have the ass. to. Yeah. You have to. And, and I tell you, and yeah. I tell my staff my ta- my staff behind the tap room that that are here day in and day out, you know, slinging beers, slinging pints, you know, they're here because they like to be here, yeah. and the people come here because they like to talk to them, and they, my staff, give me feedback all the time. Hey, Val, we need to do this. Hey, this isn't right. Hey, this isn't the undercard. This is something wrong. Whatever, tell me. And I react to that. And it's, that's the important piece of being able to do that. Because if you don't do that, you know, you're not going to, if you can't take it at this level, then there's no way in hell you're going to be able to get to where you want to get. Well, if I can give you some, some constructive, whatever you want to call it, on this beer. <laughs> There ain't nothing wrong with this beer. Well, Leah, you know what? Don't give me too. I don't want to hear your. I don't want to hear your feedback. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is a so this is a session IPA mm-hmm. that I'm sipping on right now. Um, what's it called? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's just a. It's literally this is another very yeah. technical name. It's called the session IPA the with Kavike. S- the session IPA with Kavike. Yeah. You know, I, um, I find that a lot of breweries like to use the Kavike yeast uh, for ha- their hazies. Yep. Uh, I think Real Ale put out a really nice hazy a couple of years ago for their anniversary beer that used Kvike yeast. Um, but I've never seen one used for, for a West Coast. Yeah. In a session. And it, I'll tell you this, it doesn't taste like a session. It's It tastes like a full-on yeah. like West Coast and copyist. Four and a half percent. Four and a half percent? Yeah. Are you serious? So this is one of the beers that... Um, and Brian, I want you to step in on this too because this is a this is a fun beer. This is this is one of the beers that we you know. And we'll, this one will stick around. Yeah. You know, it's a very easy what two row crystal malt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this is oh, one wow. of the beers that we came up with uh, National IPA Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were taxed to uh, come up with. Hey, let's make a bunch of IPAs, and I just started. Filling out the chalkboard, pulling a bunch of them. I was like, okay, we can do this, 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 this. How about this? How about this? How about this? We need a session. Okay, let's yep. do this. We so. can do something that can crush. And it's funny because, you know, when it comes down to the beers that you like and dislike, I want a beer that's got a lot of body that's balanced that I could drink all day. Hence, Founders All Day IPA. This yeah. is my Founders All Day IPA that I could drink all day long. And it's got a lot of character to it. I use the Norwegian yeast. Obviously, our brewery is based off of the whole Viking theme and Norwegian. I use a lot of that. I do want to ask about that. Yeah. So while we're on the subject, so there, if you ever come to the brewery, there's a lot of Viking, um, a Viking what you would call it, paraphernalia or mm-hmm. whatever. And then, actually, and if you go look on our Instagram, my wife took a picture of me 
with a Viking helmet in the in the background, and it looks like I have the Viking helmet on my head. Lots You're of horns. <laughs> a lot of horns. Lots of horns. Have you guys ever thought about having like horn drinkware? We did. Um, oh, it, you did. It okay. Was, it, 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 actually, I was. Um, I almost pulled the trigger on using those the horns as drinkware until I. I started doing some, a lot of research and reaching out to others, other breweries, and they, they were having problems with leaking. Because it's, it's oh. not just, it, the horn is one thing, but then the seal, they have to seal it and cap it and seal it. Right, yeah. So after time, there was some that were leaking, and I, I don't know what supplier they came from. They're really badass. I got a couple of them next door in, in the brew house that I break out. I mean, I think just not necessarily, like for me, not, not to like serve here in the tap room, yeah. but as like, Hey, take this home and at your house, yeah. you know, get your get your crawler, fill it Ford with Dawson's beer, and <laughs> yeah. post it on social for us, right? Right. <laughs> I walk I walk around with mine, you know, yeah. every now and then. I got it Renfest, and you know, I walk around with mine every now and then. And you know, a lot of people will say, "Hey, can I bring my mug?" And I don't care. But I thought about it. I thought about really keeping them out, but I don't want to deal with the headache of stuff leaking and not being. Yeah. quality controlled and, and maintained and it's, it's a preventative maintenance thing that I don't want to have to deal with we have enough things that we need to keep up with the last thing I want to do have to deal with is a, is a mug leaking I get it I get it but cool concept either very way very cool oh man yeah, they're yeah. badass if you... yeah so this I, I, one last question on this IPA I know we talked about things that are going into cans in the near future mm-hmm. I would nominate this beer yeah for that, I I mean, at four and a half percent to have an IPA that tastes like a full-bodied IPA yeah. and only be four and a half percent, yeah, I gotta have it. No, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. And this is this is definitely one that's going to be in the pipeline. You know, there's there's we probably have about four to six of them that we're thinking about rolling out. Yeah, you know, in the next six months, and maybe more. Uh, that's me being very conservative. Brian may pull me back on the on the reins or push and say no we need to do more of these i don't know we'll see but um you know we'll, we have we have some fun stuff that's uh that's coming out fantastic right we're going to take one more last break we're going to come back for our last segment with val and brian and uh stay tuned what's the best way to enjoy beer well after years of extensive research i have discovered that the best way to enjoy beer is with good friends and there may not be a better group of friends than the texas beer collective facebook group if beer and friends sounds like a winning combination come join the texas beer collective the official facebook group of the texas beer experience podcast you can find us by doing a facebook search for the group or by following the link in the show notes Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience podcast. everybody last segment with val and brian over at valentine's in pearland we have two more beers in front of us it was supposed to be only one more but val being val <laughs> brought us an extra one this is so this is a hazy yes it's our f and hazy yeah f and hazy all right i gotta ask yeah was was it inspired by f and a or no, no? Yeah. you know what's funny is <laughs> It was, it was ironic because I never even really paid attention to labels. I really didn't. Okay. <clears throat> and when that came out, I was like, we're going to call it F and Hazy. We looked on Untap. There was no F and Hazy out there. We rolled with it. You know, and then, you know, I heard about this and that. And I was like, oh, I never really thought about it. No, I didn't really pay attention to it. I'm like the least social media guy you can meet because I don't really care about all that stuff. Come talk to me in person. I'm going to see you. You know, I'm the kind of guy that's going to walk in your office and say, hey, Remember me? I hate to pick up the phone and email. It's like action complete. I want to see your face. I want to talk to you. About I'm it. the same way. I hate texting. I like either talking to you face to face or on the phone. I know. I even <laughs> I hate to talk on the phone. You yeah. Know, it's just that's just me. I just I'm yeah. old school. I guess as, as I get older, I'm like I get more of a curmudgeon about social media, and I'd rather be 
talking to somebody face to face. I feel like I'm getting sincere feedback, constructively or non-constructively. There's a new beer name, Face to Face Hazy IPA. I should. Yeah. No, the next time I make it's called Hole in the Face. <laughs> After this, <laughs> I, came, so, Bell, I came from Tom from No Label. Bell, I, I can, all right, so you brought this up, and I wasn't gonna bring it up. <laughs> Because it's kind of personal, but now I have to ask, like, why? Yeah. Why do we want to call it hole in the face? Well, it's head? funny, you know. I had a, um, I had a procedure done uh-huh. um, um, on Thursday, and uh, I had some cancer that was found in my face. Oh my God! Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of gross. <laughs> he just shared the picture of the hole in his face. Yeah. So we're gonna, we, I, I sent it over to my buddy, my brother from another mother, mother Tom, over at No Label. And he's like, man, um, you'd be an idiot if you didn't name a beer hole in your face. <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of funny at the time. And of course, you know, that's something I needed after surgery is to make me smile and split my face wide back open. So thanks, Tom. <laughs> but, but anyway, it's, it's something that, um, you know, I, I thought it was kind of funny. But yeah, I had some, I had a, I had a bump. It was, it came back cancerous. I took, they got rid of it and it's gone and I'm back up and running. So it's like a machine warrior. We're gonna keep on running. So you no can issues. barely even tell. Yeah, you can barely even tell that surgeons do a really good job yeah, yeah. these days. Yes. Yeah. I can feel it. I can. T- I can. You know, it's, it's all over tongues, stitches all over my my lip, but and, and my face. But you know, and it's painful to eat, right? Yes. It so is. we were munching on some uh, some Nobi wings and <clears throat> and uh, dumplings and dumplings. Yes. Uh, and you could tell that. Val was having a hard time. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks to eat. You got to clean it, and it's it's a it's a big pain in the ass. So I'm hoping to get past this next week or two, so I can get these stitches dissolved out and I get back to normal. But it's all good. No scares. So two. Well, we're out. happy that they caught it on time and yes. got rid of it. Yes. And Val's going to be around for a lot longer. Yes. I'm not going so nowhere. the haters are going to hate, but that's all right. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in the game. Right, I'm ahead. the oldest motherfucker in the game, but I'm around. <laughs> You're definitely not the oldest one ever. <laughs> wait, wait. So now I gotta ask. I'm 48. I am 47. So you're a year behind me. Yes. Okay. So I'm still. Maybe I'm still one of the oldest. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I am the oldest. Oh no no no. Our friend John from New Magnolia. We just had him on last week. John is a good dude. Dude, we had such cat. a great time with John. He's a trip. He, but and and him I, and Shane, right? It was just John actually. John, yeah. It was just John. And great storyteller. Oh, he's great. Just super patient. Like he, he is. Yeah. It was so funny. The first time we went out to New Magnolia, they just opened up, and um, Val was with us. You know, Val's one of the brewers here as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so they they walk in the back, and Val's like mesmerized. You know, we we're, he's still on the three barrel, and he's, we just bought our new system. It's bigger. But he walks in there and he's like, it's it's dark. And he's looking at the brew house and he's like peeking around the corner and John's like, hey man, you wanna go check it out? He just, he opens up the chain, lets Val go back in there. And he's just walking all around everything. And he's like, I know what this is, I know what this is, this is the next thing. So we get done, make a long story short, we leave. <clears throat> we leave and we're walking out, we're going out to the Jeep and John calls my son back. And you know, Lori and I are walking out to the Jeep and Val runs over there and he puts his arm around Val and says something to him, comes back and he says, I said, hey man, what? So he gets back in the Jeep and he goes, hey man. I says, what did John say? And then he goes, he goes, well, if, if, if your dad pisses you off enough, you got a job if you want. <laughs> I thought it was cool as shit. So anyway, that's a funny story about John. So I love the guy, man. I love New Magnolia. They make great beers. Yeah, man. Award they really beers do. and they're yeah. new and they're up and coming and they're they're like us. They're they're killing it. So it's, that annual pills. Oh, it's uh, great. I can't talk. I can't talk enough about that. It's so great. great. Italian Pilsner. Um, yeah, John's like 70-something. Just celebrated his 50th wedding anniversary yep. uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. So, yep. yeah, it's a great guy, for sure, yes. for sure. Going back to this IPA, it's delicious, and it looks like a lot of the hazies here in town. Yep. You know, notable hazies like from Spindle Tap and, yep. um, you know, um, Equal Parts. Yep. Has that opaque color to it. Yep. What are the hops on this? It's all citra. I was going to say, it tastes, Every bit it feels citra. like it's all citra, yeah. but there's sometimes you can sneak one in there and not yeah. really. That is all yeah, citra. Yeah. yeah. Citra, citra all beta and citra all whirlpool. Oh, wow. ABV? Uh, six. 
ish. Six ish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys nailed it. Yeah, great, no, great I aroma. Don't. I don't think it's on the board. Oh, it may not be on the board. See. Okay. Well, hey, look, go to Untapped. It's on there. <laughs> yeah, it's on there. Yeah, exactly. F and yeah, hazy. It's not, it's not on the board. F and hazy on Untapped. Um, mouthfeel spot on. It's a delicious beer. Thank you. And I like to see some lacing on a glass. A lot of times you'll see a hazy and it doesn't have like no lacing. Yeah. This has some lacing on it. Like Protein that. polyphenol. It's gonna carry that. Science. Yep. Science. Water and science. science. <laughs> it's a science thing. So, Valenson's made a beer, and, and, and Val has kind of been dropping little, little, little hints about this beer uh, throughout the episode. And it's, correct me if I'm wrong, Settler's Oatmeal Stout. That's correct. And you said that you've been making this beer for 25 years. First, very first beer I ever made, homebrewing. So you've had time to, to make it as good as it is right now. Yes. And, it, and it's good enough to win a gold medal at GABF. Yeah. And where else? Uh, we did U.S. Open in, uh, yeah. in 19, GABF in 2020, and then we did uh, silver in U.S. Open. We submitted again this year just to see. I think it's something that go for the trifecta, fuck it, why not? You know, this is my second time having this person. I had this beer that Friday night that I was here a couple of weeks ago. And man, I just I can't believe how good this is. I just <laughs> I'm astounded by how amazing this stout is. Thank you, brother. Um, can, I mean, just tell us a little bit about like yeah. your process of like how this started this, and how it arrived at yeah, this. Yeah, this this, this is product. definitely based off of a, a beer I had in uh, in, in Swindon, England, yeah. and it's based off of Swindon, England water profile. I can tell you that. Um, I'm not yeah. going to go into much of the details, but um, you know it's a, a really good base malt, a lot of crystal, roast, chocolate, a um, couple different variables on different uh, English or noble hops, and our own, you know, our own. Uh, I won't get into yeast profiles, but it's it's very uh, simple, highly proprietary. Yeah, it's something that we do. It's <laughs> what we do. And it's been it's been a beer that we've been making it's uh, for a while and we we can't make enough of it. You can taste the the careful consideration that you've put into every aspect of this beer, yeah. from water prof, profile malts, it's very important yeast hops. It's just yeah. everything is outstanding about Thank this you. beer. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We just um, we just brought over or about to keg six barrels of it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't want to scare you, but you ever thought about making ten barrels of it? Yeah, yeah, we did. We just we made six this time, but I would have made ten if if I had the grains. Oh, so it was one of those. That, yeah, yeah. But yeah. See, that's something that I, that I think that says something too, that you could have made ten barrels without enough grain and made a, a, a an inferior product, just to say that you made ten barrels, but you didn't. Yeah, you're gonna no, do it I right won't all do the that. time. Yeah. Our, our, our quality is, that's one thing here is that, you know, our quality is so important. You know, we'll, we'll, I'd rather yield less and make the quality of a beer 100% quality or 110% on the quality end versus the quantity end. It's, uh, it's very yeah. important to us here at Balancings. And, 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 it's, and it shows. I mean, the beers that we're putting out, you know, there's, there's things that you can cut corners on, but why? Yeah, you know, and and I, you know, it's it's not the financial aspect of it. You know, I know some people may want to kick my ass for saying that, but I think it's just something I'm not. I'm gonna, not saying I'm that, not that do. finances are not important because they are. I mean, that you it's need money important. to survive. Right. But I mean, if you're making quality product and people recognize you for that, like, right. I don't think you're going to have to worry about money. Yeah. I mean, and when like, the when it runs out, people are like, too, when it's coming back, I'm like, well, it'll be back in a month or three yeah. weeks or it's in the pipeline. Nobody questions it. Yeah, you know, it's it'll it'll go, and, and we will bust our asses to get it back into pipeline. Because, and the other thing is, you know, and Brian can test this too, is you know we we want to we want to have our beers, we want to keep our our guests, the beers that they like coming. You know, we want to want to keep the stuff happening. But it's, and it's and it can be, and that can be a challenge. You know, we're like you know we'll, we'll at the end of the day or you know 
Friday nights or whenever it is, we'll sit around for, what are we brewing this week? It's like, well, we gotta do this, well, we can do this, and we'll switch stuff around based on feedback, because we listen. And that's important, you know, listening to what people are saying, hey, you gotta get this back on the board, you got this back on the board. We wanna do the right thing, and making everybody happy. You can't make everybody happy, Yep. but we do our best to try to do it. That's awesome. Congratulations, you guys. I mean, this your beers are amazing, and I hope more. If people listen to this and they haven't been here, they come and check you guys out because yeah. it's definitely a worthwhile trip. All right, so I mentioned to this, you guys earlier that we do. We've been asking a couple of questions of our of our guests. Um, I, I set those up for you so you can be thinking about it. So we're Texas Beer Experience. We want people to experience the entire state when it comes to beer. So we're not just about Houston. I know most of our podcasts are here in Houston because there's so many good breweries here in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do like to venture out sometimes and we like to make make road trips. And I know that we have our things that we, we feel are essential things, items, happenings that need, to, that need to happen for a successful road trip. So I want to ask both of y'all, uh, Brian, if you want to go first, like what <laughs> What, what do you feel like, if you're going on a road trip this weekend, what needs to happen for you to feel like this was a successful road trip? Well, first of all, you're going to stop at Bucky's. And you're gonna... <laughs> Wait, is that, I've never I heard it. of that. What's, that. what's Bucky's? I love it. I love it. Uh, one of the biggest uh, gas stations around. Yeah. And uh, they pretty much got everything you need there. I'm going to tell you Beaver something. Beaver nuggets. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something that might make you mad. I don't know if you saw this or not, but so they're, they're, they've been expanding into other states. I think they've been, they, they opened one in Alabama. I didn't know And that. I just saw something that they're opening the biggest Bucky's in Tennessee. Really? And I'm like, wait a minute. That's messed up. There's a Texas company, and you're making the biggest Bucky's in Tennessee? Yeah. I thought the biggest one was in Florida currently. There's a Bucky's in Florida? Oh, yeah, there's a few of them. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought they had just expanded out to but Alabama. But I heard, I heard about the Tennessee thing. See? That kind of makes me mad a little bit, but that's not going to stop me from going to Bucky's, oh, though. never. I'm over it already, actually, no. now that I think about no. it. Barbecue sandwich. <laughs> Hey, the sauce, the sliced sausage sandwich. Oh, it's the best. It's not. It, I mean, it's not like the greatest. No. But great. like on the road, on it's the such road. a great sandwich. It is. With the pickles and the onions. Yes. And just just the perfect amount of barbecue sauce. Damn, I'm starving already. I can't even eat. <laughs> can't even, I'd bite in one of those, I'd slip slip my lip open. That's funny. <laughs> All right. No sausage sandwiches for a little bit. No. Though, okay. No. Yeah, yeah. I try to stay away from sausage. Uh. <laughs> Let's see, the perfect road trip. Yeah, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna take care of that. I'll tell you what, I, I did a beer vacation not too long ago, yeah. and uh, I, I visit, uh, visited a lot of breweries around here, and uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna hit up a brewery or two, uh, no matter where I go. Yeah. Um, so my, my vacations, uh, I wouldn't say they evolve around that, but they definitely have that is definitely going to come up what's in the area you know so that's the way i travel at least yeah yeah i i will say that my vacations evolve around breweries i mean that's, that's kind of the same thing for us too. it's, kind, it's yeah. kind of funny because every everywhere we go we're going to hit a brewery somewhere someplace wherever it is i mean and just to let's you know let's just pick one place in texas you know like if we're going to go on a on a, on a barrel run, let's just say that. I'm gonna go pick up barrels um, in the re- very near future for um, the winter. And we're about to fill up our barrel hall. And we're going into Austin. We're gonna go hit, when I go to Austin, one of the, my favorite breweries to stop at is Lazarus. It's on oh, 6th Street. we went there, um, I think back in February, March this year. Dude. Loved it, loved Dude, it. They got, their yeah. barrel program is on point. Yeah. The food, the environment, the character, I mean, the, the people there. It's just a really, really cool environment. It's like off of 6th Street, you can still see downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really cool place. I think I pulled up there with a freaking U-Haul or a trailer. I think I had like a ton of barrels on it in the back of a pickup. We pulled it right in front, like late at night. It was just, it was a, it was a fun time. But yeah, and then we hit that, and then we, you know, it was just 
but Lazaraz is definitely one. Yeah. Yeah, we, we kind of hit breweries. Yeah, we did a blog post about that one. It was a we had four stops in, in Austin on a weekend getaway that we did. Lazarus, uh, Meanwhile Brewing. What were some of the Live Oak and Oddwood? Oddwood. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of them just fantastic. We may have. I yeah. mean, we hit we hit like a like six breweries that day, but yeah. I remember Lazarus vividly because they had a, a Belgian Golden Strong. That was, it, it, I think it took like a GBF gold or silver okay. that year. And it was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And they, they make good product. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, that's definitely one that I'll definitely revisit yeah. next time we're anytime, in Austin. Anytime I go to Austin to go barrel runs, we're hitting Lazarus. Are you guys uh, participating in the, the Texas Craft Beer Festival this year? I think so. I think we are. Yes. Yes, I think we are. We're doing that. We're doing Bruzology. Oh yeah, Bruzology is coming up here not this Saturday, but Next the following Saturday. We're we're doing that as well. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about <laughs> is since it's a four-hour event, there's like 60 breweries. It's a lot of beer. 15. We got like I think they say 15 cases. Yeah. So this they're, they're, so they're they're buying 14 to 15 cases from each brewery, and I'm thinking to myself like, how are you gonna stop people from Sword fighting with with T Rex bones, and people are gonna or get, climbing it or climbing said, it, like they, that. Yeah, that's I mean, you, first you have to climb it, and then you have to grab the bones. Somebody <laughs> told me that there's like six thousand people interested. Already got tickets. Or you already have tickets. Something crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Wow. But it's taking over the whole convention. Yeah. How the hell do you watch that? I'm like, uh It sounds like fun though. Like when I found out about it, it was actually my second day at Galveston Island. I saw the post. On, on Facebook, uh, and I immediately reached out and said, hey, Are we, we, we want to be in this. We weren't in at first. Yeah. We actually got in because another brewery dropped out, so we were able to jump in. So yeah. we're like we're, we're like behind the curve catching up on stuff, but we're, we're going to be there. So if you don't know about it, it's a, it's a beer festival at the Houston Museum of Natural Science, yes. which, I mean, it's one of the best museums in the world. Um, and, I mean, a, a beer festival in that facility? It's crazy. Temperature Man. controlled. Yeah, temperature control. <laughs> like six to eleven p.m. Yeah, yeah. Like I think, yeah, like it's Get like four hours. That's it. Or just stay in a hotel right next door. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to that one. It's gonna be fun. For sure. A lot of breweries. Sure. Breweries are coming from all over. I mean, it's a big event. In Chicago. Yeah, they do it all over. Chicago, New York, LA. Uh, LA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, looking forward to that. That's uh, the 28th, the 28th of August on the Saturday. Yeah. So get your tickets for that. That's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And the Texas Brewers Guild Festival in Austin, that's going to be in October. I think October 23rd, which is also we a Saturday. Now that I remember. We'll be and there. I was talking to Charles, the executive director yeah. at the latest guild meeting, and he said they, they still have early bird tickets. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Go look up Texas Brewers Festival. It's probably it's always the, a great festival. It's the best festival that I've ever taken taken part of. Uh, so many great breweries. Uh, yeah, so go get your early bird tickets. I think they're available till the end of the month, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So go excited. do that. We're yeah. excited. I'm definitely excited that that's coming back, and we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, the other, so the other question I had, I hope you guys have been thinking about this one. <laughs> I know, I, I have been. It's been like bugging yeah. me a lot. All right, so if today was your last day on earth, what is the beer that you would be drinking? It's got to be one, huh? It's got to be one. Just <laughs> one? Yeah. Just one. Yeah. Man. Not, not like a slop bucket of balances at the end of the night. Like 20 beers. A cuvee of 20 beers? Yeah. <laughs> Big ass bottle share. Yeah. Those are the best. Uh, man, you know, I'm going to keep it simple, man. I, I, I like the, uh, I like the, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to go ahead and say it. I want a Lone Star Light. Hey, dude. You know, thank straight you. up. Thank straight you up. for saying that. No, straight up. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Sometimes you want to drink something and you don't really want to think about what you're drinking. You just want to freaking drink beer. You and know just what I mean? enjoy it, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. just drink just yeah. a cold, low-star light. There you go. You know? I fucking love that. That's yeah. awesome. Thank why, you. Why the hell not? You know? I, I will tell you mine, which is based off of a couple of beers that I've been trying to make, and I feel like I got it down to the pat, is the Founders All Day IPA. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's one of my favorites. I can go to that. I don't care what state I'm in, what city I'm in. I could always find a big-ass 18-pack of cans of it for freaking 10 bucks. Yeah. And it's I can crush them all day long. My uh, A former pastor of mine, that was his favorite beer. Yeah. When I worked at Specs, he would always say, hey, do you have this right now? Because I'm coming coming to get some. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the guy that married us. Yeah. Chad Carter, if you're listening. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's awesome. No, it's a good beer. Yeah. It's a great beer. It's it's oh, got yeah. a lot of body and it's got everything that I tried to replicate in a low gravity beer. Well, I mean that beer that we just had, the this one, yeah, the yeah, session, the right. session, the session IPA. Yeah. So why don't why don't we call it Val Session? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Valenshin. Val Session. <laughs> Look, are you slurring? No, it's my lip. I can't talk. Yeah, yeah he, Val normally doesn't sound this way. Right. Yeah. Sounds like, like sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> I love you, Sloth loves Val. Baby. No, man, this is great. But Leo, I will tell you, man, I know, I know you're wrapping up the show and everything, man. I'm I'm honored that you came out and you know decided that you'd like to have our, your 20th, 20th, 20th show episode, here yeah. uh, at Balancing's. I'm glad that, that Brian was able to participate as well. The Texas Beer Experience, you know, you guys, you, you got a lot of good stuff. You've been around. You understand a lot of good stuff. I value your input. I appreciate that, man. And I tell you what, man, this is this is a show. I, I hope you come back. You know, oh, most definitely. Hundred, hundred show. If I can, I wanna, I wanna petition. Oh, to get well, the if I get, show. man, if I get to a hundred, you will. We're gonna have a party. We're gonna have a whole bunch of people on yeah, that episode. Man. You will. It, if it, I make it to twenty-five, we're gonna have a party. All right. Whenever you get to the, where, where you feel you wanna have a bigger show, you just let me know, man. And oh, I would love to open the house up for you guys. And, man, honestly, man, for me, the show, um, I appreciate what, what people do in the industry, and I wanted to put a spotlight on the people because obviously the liquid's good people appreciate that but i also want people to know the people behind the liquid you know what goes into it the stories behind it and how they came to where they're at from starting in the air force and, and making homebrews and perfecting the absolute best oatmeal style i've ever had in my life thank you um over 25 years so my hat's off to you guys i the last thing that we normally do on the show is to just kind of give you guys the floor, let us know about when you're open, any events you have coming up. I know we just talked about Bruzology yeah. and the Texas Craft Beer Festival. Anything that we have to look forward to here at Valenson's, please um, just whatever you want to say. Yeah, so we, um, one of the big, probably the biggest thing that we've done here at Valenson's, uh, besides the expansion um, and opening up, you know, getting ready for our barrel hall that we're going to start filling up in the next month or so is we opened up on Thursdays, which is a huge deal for us because we were a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday operation. We just opened up on Thursdays um, from six to nine on, I think it's from six to nine. See, I, I totally screw up the hours. Look it up online because yeah. I can't, all I know is I'm open on Thursdays. But um, yeah, so th Thursdays were open and that's, that's a big deal for us. Um, as for events coming up, I cannot keep up with the events that we have. We have always have bands coming out. Yes, we have bands coming up. Um, we try to do at least one, maybe two bands a weekend. Yeah. We have our Oktoberfest in the pipeline. So we have our Oktoberfest coming up. Fantastic. Real quick, are you guys making a Marzen, a Fest beer? Or? We are making a Marzen. Yeah. It is a true lager. It has been in conditioning for many, many weeks. So we're real excited for this one to roll out. We did seven barrels of it. Nice. Um, last year we did um, seven barrels and it was gone in a weekend. So I mean, that's kind of like the ideal situation for for Oktoberfest. 
you want to make it and you want it to be gone. And we had a blast. Yeah. We have a yeah. big ass party. Yeah. We have a party for the whole weekend. It's a, we do a, uh, I think it's Friday or Saturday, Sunday or Friday, Saturday uh, party. I, I don't know the exact dates. Lord, kill me if I don't know that. But anyway, it's it's hey, coming up. It's on our I'm social media. I'm sure it's on media. social media. Speaking yes. of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yes, all of that. Yeah, all that stuff that I don't do. Okay. She does. Lori does all that. She's the one who's the mastermind behind keeping all that stuff right. I, I can barely keep up with my email, let alone text <laughs> messages from her. You know, I, I just can't do it. But but yeah, Oktoberfest is going to be a badass time. We have a really good time during Oktoberfest. And um, wear your leader hose and come, come looking good and ready to ready to have competitions. Can we do the you know the mug holding contest? Stein holding competition. Yeah, we yeah, do all that right. all that fun stuff. We usually bring our trucks out. They usually bring out some good German type food. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So, but um, yeah, besides that, I mean, there's probably a ton of other stuff coming up that Halloween. I'm forgetting. Halloween. Oh yeah, Halloween, dude. This is something else that, that's really crazy is that we have a, um, we're actually calling it Valloween this year. Valloween. Valloween, yeah. We have logos. If look on social media for it just rolled out. Okay. We have some, um, we've been working on some ideas on some really cool uh, beers we're going to roll out Ooh. during that. It's, can, um, y- you can get ideas that it's worked around possibly candy. Wait, yeah. wait, can you do me a favor? Can, can you not put candy corn in a beer? Uh, no may, candy corn, or you want candy corn? No, no candy corn. There may oh. be a there may be a candy gotcha. there may be a candy corn soda that my son is making, which okay. I definitely got to do. I got to talk about this real quick if I got another minute. Oh, you have as much time as you want, Val. So I, I tell you one thing is that in my, so Val and Sons the name comes from obviously me. Everyone thinks it's my last name. Me and my two sons. Yeah. Val's one of the brewers, and Connor is my youngest son who has got the most creative ideas about, you know, things that he wants to do when it comes to the brewery. But he decided this year that he wants to work and start making craft sodas. So he's making craft sodas. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we started rolling our sodas uh, over the past couple of weeks. We're trying to keep up with them, but literally we're going through like 10, 15 gallons, like a Friday and a Saturday night. I mean, he's, he's, ma- he's making the sodas. He's doing all the work. I'm not doing shit. He's on the payroll. He, the kid is just having a ball doing it. And he is making some wild sodas. And it's so exciting to see, you know, what Connor's doing and, and yeah. him being able to come out here and, you know, and get involved at the brewery and, you know, work in the back and, and keg the beers and carbonate the beers and put it on tap and watch people drinking it. And you go through beers, like, you go through sodas that fast. It's, it blows my mind. And I was like, do you have any more of the soda? Do you have any more of the soda? I'm like, no, we're out of it. So I told Connor, I'm like, dude, we got to get more soda. We got to make more. So we're working with a distributor right now, and Connor's going to start making more beer, more soda, soda, more beers, sodas. But it's kind of a cool thing. Is that, that is now, very cool, man. Now I yeah. have both my sons, you know, engaged from a business perspective that are on the payroll, that are doing things, unique stuff that they want to do at the brewery, and they like doing it. You know, Val's, Val's a brewery, loves the brewing side. And I hate to say it like this, but I could be dead tomorrow and Val can pick it up and run with everything I'm doing recipe-wise. Because he, he's the only person that knows yeah. from water to brewery to recipes to all that stuff. Even though he's been gone for three weeks, about killed me. I'm ready for his ass to get home. He's been out <laughs> hanging out, gallivanting all over all the United States with his girlfriend, which is great. Yeah. But it's yeah. time for him. I'm ready for him to get back. But I'm blessed to have two kids that, that like to be involved in the brewery. And that's hence the name Val and Sons Brewing Company, and Brian, because he's he's like the one that's doing a lot of the shit. But I but I will tell you that um, I'm blessed to have the whole family, including this guy right here. That's awesome. Because we couldn't do it without all of us. We're we're a badass team, you know. The, everybody between Lori, you know, from the marketing, social media, you know, keeping up with all the stuff behind the scenes that nobody cares about. Brian bringing in a whole nother perspective on things that I need to do at the brewery that I never thought I'd want to do, you know, from cleanliness, and I shouldn't say cleanliness, organization, you know, to new styles of beers, to all the really cool stuff, you know, to Val wanting to just get in here and grunt, work it out, Connor with the, with the sodas, it's just opening up our brand, and, and I'm blessed to have everybody here as part of this, this team, because I couldn't do it without you guys. 
and that's I mean amazing. That. I wish I had asked that at the beginning yeah. to know where the, the I, I, I didn't even realize that that's what mm-hmm. that's where the name came from is Val and Sons. Yeah, it's me yeah. And my two sons. That's amazing. Yeah, how, old, how old is how old is Val? Val's nineteen and Connor's 19? sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Connor starts school tomorrow. He's a he's a junior at Parent High School. Val's a sophomore at U of H. Nice. Very nice. Guys, thanks again for, for having us out. You've been super gracious. You gave us food, some delicious Nobi wings. Yeah. I love those wings, by the way. So good. <laughs> I could eat those every day. Uh, I make, I, last time I was there, I told, I told Channing, I was like, are you, like, are your chickens on, on steroids, dude? Because they're right. huge, huge wings. So good. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic beers. This, this oatmeal stout, again, just legendary. You need to come out and try it. You guys are open Thursday through Sunday. Check out their social media. If you're going out to the festivals, to uh, Bruzology or the Texas uh, Craft Beer Festival, they'll be be there. there. Make sure, visit with them, try their fantastic beers. And once again, thank you for listening to the show. We've made it to 20 episodes. When I started this in March, I didn't know how long I was gonna do this. I love doing it because of people like Val and Brian, and I'm gonna continue to do it for as long as great it's people awesome. like, 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 like these guys yeah. will have me. So yeah. thanks again. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll see you next week for episode 21. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Thanks again, Peace. Leo.